Okay. So we've talked a little bit about apologetics, right? What's apologetics? Defending your faith. Giving arguments for. Um, who's been to church before? What does the preacher say? Have what? Have faith. What does faith do? How do you prove faith? Why are you a Christian? Faith in what? 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 Believe in what you can see? Can't see? So, how do we get other people to believe in Jesus, to believe in God, by just saying, well, you just have to have faith? You can't explain it? Okay, what'd you say? You have to give them examples as why. What's an example? What you got? What has he done for you? See, I could do this all day, right? Okay. When, you, when you're asked that question, why are you a Christian? Do you, ha- do you have an answer that could convince someone who's trying to argue against you? No, all we, we're raised as to say what? Just to have faith. You're just supposed to know. Now, here's the kicker. There's two different examples here. One, you have an experience with God when you're saved, when you're truly born again. You have this change in your life that has shifted. And you, you can see kind of a difference in a person. It's, more, it's a lot more evident in people who are, uh, say, who have been to jail or something, who's, who's been in a bad life. You know what I mean? It's real evident for them. But other people who are good for the most part, you know, we don't really see much of a change there, okay? But there should be some sort of evidence that shows, okay? In the Bible, it talks about good fruit, okay, from like a tree. Like we talked about apple trees, orange trees, right, or an orchard, whatever. You can't grow oranges on an apple tree, right? If you're a Christian, if you're truly saved and born again, you cannot have bad fruit all the time, okay? You're going to have some because of our sin nature, but you should have good fruit, there should be evidence of your faith, right? That's how you can tell people about it for your experience, right? Well, I've had an experience with God. He's done this for me. He's done that, okay? But what, how do I convince Wesley to be a Christian? He hadn't had that experience. How do I do this? Have faith. Just have faith. And I'm not trying to be condescending at all, I promise, okay? Just have faith. Is he going to... Have faith? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it depends on what, though? His beliefs. If I can convince him that he's convicted about something, right? Hey, what you're doing is wrong. And he feels it in his gut or something like that. He feels it in his heart. We trust our heart. People say that about the time, all the time. You know what God says about your heart? It's the most corrupt thing in your body. Well, besides your flesh, I guess. Okay. He tries to. Ter- he's going to give you a new heart. All right. He, it's and uh, I don't remember where it's at. Takes out your stony heart and replaces it with a heart of flesh, something that he can write his word on. Okay. When we have to be born again, we have to die first to be born again. It has to be a change. It can't be. Remember how we talked last week about counseling and AA and things like that. That's good stuff, but it's surface level stuff. You have to be changed inside. Okay. Completely born again. All right. But that's that whole point. But when we get back to this, have I convinced Wesley to be a Christian? Not yet. yet. What do I need to do? Because this is what I'm talking about, okay? 
What do I can keep talking to him, but hey, have faith. Have faith. Have faith. Have faith. Does that work? Bring him to God. Bring it how? Try to get him to go to church. Okay. So we start there. We go to church. Who's been to church one time and like, eh? Did you have a moment where you're like, oh my gosh, this is the real deal? That first time you go? That is correct. Holy Spirit is what changes. Okay, God, we are all, God is the one who prompts us. God is the one who hits us in the face. Sometimes he uses people to help hit you in the face about it, but it's God that draws you. Okay, that's what the Bible says. Holy Spirit has to be the one that makes that change. That's why when we receive it, we change. Okay, we live in the spirit, not the flesh. But I I go back, okay? He's not convinced. He's an atheist. Wesley's an atheist. Okay? So when I say just have faith, what is he going to say to me? Like, okay, what is that, right? And what are you going to say? There's no proof of what? Where? A God that that I can't see? Are you serious? And again, I'm not being condescending. You understand? I'm on y'all's side, right? Right? Yeah, I'm just pretending. I got to believe a God that's made up that I can't see. Are you kidding me? What do you say? What do you say? Do you love your uh, parents? Show me. How do you show? Love. Here it is. Got it out of my pocket. Here. A picture. I got a picture. Someone made a picture of Jesus too. What is love? Is, the, is love something you can prove? No, what do you have to do? You show it. How do you show it? How do I know, Sergio, that you love somebody? This is PG here, dude. Don't get all excited. Okay, thank you. How do I know? I just talked about an apple tree and an orange tree. Huh? Huh? Your fruit. So if you love someone, I'll know if you love someone because of how you act with them, how you treat them, right? Does that make sense? I, and so when someone comes up to you, you want me to believe in a God I can't see? Can you see love? Yes. You can? Yes. Not love, you can't. Love, show me love. Show it. Depends on how they treat you. No, 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 no. I'm glad you said that. Say that again louder. Depends on how they treat you. Thank God you're not God because of all we've done to God. If he really treated us how we treated him, none of us would be here. We'd be burnt up already. Okay? And that's what a lot of people don't understand. When you become truly saved and born again is because you've seen and you can envision what God has kept you from. Okay? And that's utter destruction. Hellfire, brimstone, burning for eternity. He saved us from that. Until you grasp that concept, okay, you can't really understand what being born again and being saved is. And you really can't grasp. I I think I've said this before, right? Uh, Jonathan, if you had a son and you sacrificed him to save Jet, and Jet says, "I, I don't believe in that, how would you feel? You'd be ready to burn him down, right? 
And we sit here and so many people in the world, well, how can God do this? How does God allow this? How does God kill these people? We watched that video about the Canaanites, right? Before the uh, Israelites came out of Egypt and how he treated them, wiped them out. Why? They rejected him completely, okay? Kind of talking about that a little bit today. So are we in verse 18? Romans 1.18. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. How do we know what truth is? How do you know if something's true? You see it happen. You see it happen? Tell me something that's true. Because for it to be true, it has to be true for everyone forever. Okay. Huh? The words in that book, if you're a Christian, sure, how do I convince someone who's not a Christian? It's real easy to do that. We have preachers go to seminary school, right, to learn how to preach to who? People. No. People in church. How hard is it for me to talk to y'all? Y'all want to be here. How hard is that? Y'all are halfway there, right? I'm talking about not one, I'm talking about reaching people who don't who aren't willing to go to church. That's one. And then two, more important for me, because sometimes you can address people's lack of faith by showing them proof of your faith. Okay? So when you have a chance, and we talked about this, you said God is the one who prompts us, right? The Holy Spirit. Okay? So God's going to use you to go talk to this person in college in a few years. But if you don't have anything to help them understand it, what'd you do? But can we, can we just say, hey, God, you have to have faith. You just, just trust me, Jet. You know? Let me borrow your car. Just trust me. You got, I'm going to have to give some reasons why you should let me borrow your car, right? Okay? Now, the reason why that seems so backwards is because we're the ones going to church. Have you ever heard the term preaching to the choir? You ever heard that? What's that mean? No. Nope. The, the choir's already there. The choir's always there. Okay? Preach to the choir. That, they're, they're interested in... Y'all are here for the most part. There might be a few that don't come to listen all the time. But... When y'all come here, it's because you want to hear a little bit about this stuff. I don't have to convince you to listen to me. You kind of want to already. That would be the choir, like preaching to the choir. Okay? So you got to be able to, one, convince other people who, who God sends you to, to use you. Okay? So they're interested. It's there. It's an opportunity. You don't think when the kid gets in trouble in my, in my office every once in a while, I bring something up about that? I don't know if God's using that as an example. Okay, that's one. And then two, being able to argue against them when they give you something. Because they, they kind of feel like they have all the arguments, don't they? There's no God, I don't see it. So what do you use? Do you believe in love? Because you can't see that. You understand what I'm saying? That would be an example of that. Let's keep going. They suppress the truth by their wickedness, okay? God shows his anger against those people. Verse 19, they know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. What's that mean? They know, these are, we're talking about wicked people. They know the truth because he's made it obvious to them. How has he made it obvious to them? Anyone know? No clue? Let's keep reading. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. 
How do you explain why the sky is blue? Just look at it. You just, how do you explain it? Huh? It's blue, and then you have scientists that'll say, well, hydrogen mixed with nitrogen and oxygen, and da 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 da. But why? Why is there hydrogen, nitrogen, and oxygen? Why is this place the only place in our universe where we can breathe air, where humans could exist? Okay? Have y'all ever uh, opened up like a computer, TV, seen something like that? Yes, no? Any type of machine? What's it look like in there? Is it just like open space? What's in there? Wire circuits, all kinds of stuff that has to go together to work, right? You ever seen an anatomy class or stuff like that, the inside of a body? This is the most complex machine in the world, your body. Okay? If you wrecked your car, say you have a car, if you wrecked it, Caden, what could you do when you couldn't use it anymore? Uh, depends. There's a few options here, right? Could you move on to another car? Yes. Yeah, we've done that, right? Sometimes we do that. Okay, but here's my question. That's a little bit different when you wreck a car. You can get a new car. You can figure all that out. What about when you wreck your hand? What if you smash your hand? This isn't Star Wars. We can't chop it off and put a, like a metal one on there. I mean, kind of can. It heals. How does that happen? Why doesn't the car heal? Because it's metal. Okay. It's man-made. Can we fix that? No. I mean, you can. You can. A car is man-made, right? You can fix it. Okay, it takes a man to do that, to actually make it work. So how does our hand heal all on its own? Magic? No. There's something there taking care of that, right? These are some of those examples. This doesn't just fix itself. right? It does, in a sense, but there's a reason for it. Okay. Let's keep going. Huh? Okay. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. God is basically saying, we've, we've known about God even if you've never read anything in the Bible. Even if you've never been to church, okay? Let's talk about uh, the story about Paul. You all know Paul? The Apostle Paul? How did he become a Christian? Anyone remember? Huh? Nope. You need to read in Acts. I think it's chapter 9. Paul the Apostle, he became a Christian. He actually persecuted the Christians, right? Do we know this? He killed them. Left and right, went after him. He, he hated, he thought it was blasphemy. He was part of the, the group of Pharisees that got rid of Jesus, okay? He became a Christian not because he read a book, okay? Not because someone talked to him about it, because what? Jesus went boom, blinded him three days, gave him an experience, okay? That's the, that's the kind of stuff that happens that explains that, Okay? He didn't read a book. In fact, we talked about the disciples, right? How many of them became a Christian by reading the Bible? Who wrote the New Testament? 
The disciples, Paul wrote a lot of it, but the disciples wrote it. But they were somehow Christians. They were somehow Christians before they ever read a book of the New Testament. Why? Number one, they wrote it. Okay? But they were Christians before. How do you explain that? Because we say, well, well, let's take them to church or let's uh, tell them to read the Bible. How do you explain that? Experience. And they were seeking God. And when you seek God, God will come to you for sure. Okay, let's keep reading. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. The sentence in there, and they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. Who does that? Everybody does that. What do I mean? Huh? All sinners do that. Why? Let me read it again. They began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. Who is God? How do we know who God is? How do we know? He tells us where? Stick it up. Yeah, right there. He tells us there. Do we always follow that book? Or do we listen to people and, hey, well, it's okay to do this. Or it's a, don't judge me. People take verses out of context a lot, right? That's the only true word. That's the only true revelation you'll get. Everything else becomes a man-made foolish ideas of what God is like. And we twist God and make him into something that we like. Why do we do that? To justify our sin. If I, if I like beating people up, I'm going to find the verses in the Bible where people beat someone up. And it was okay. It was justified. But, you know, Jesus talks about turning the other cheek, right? If someone hits you on the cheek, you, turn, you give them the other one, okay? Things like that. We change it to fit our lifestyle or what we want to do. I'm not getting into the most drastic examples here, okay? But uh, that's what we do, and everyone does it. You're thinking, uh, it, you know something's wrong, but you try to make it okay, don't you? We've all done that in various times, okay? I know some people in here, man. Wesley gets in trouble all the time. Right? Okay, let's keep going. Claiming to be wise, they instead become utter fools, and instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-loving God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people, birds, animals, and reptiles. Okay? You will worship anything that pleases our flesh, that makes us feel good about what we do or what we've done. Because the only, the only true way when you're a Christian, you're convicted of what you do wrong. It bothers you when you... Let's just say dumb little things like cussing, talking bad about someone, gossiping, not doing right at school. Okay, all these things, all right? Cheating on a test. Those things, if they don't convict you, you're one of these people who are foolish and lost and have made a God in their own image of what they think is okay. It's okay to cheat, you know, in sports because it's, you know, it doesn't really matter or it's for fun or whatever, okay? You can justify it all you want, but you're creating your own God, right? Instead of the God that's in that book, okay? We can't, we have so many churches nowadays that twist God's word into fitting what they want and what's okay with them, okay? And y'all probably know what I'm talking about a little bit, all right? But we have to do a better job of staying rooted in the word and reading it. We're, so how often are we supposed to read it? Every day. Raise your hand if you read your Bible every day. God says every day. 
every day. We're supposed to be in prayer. Prayer without ceasing, what's that mean? Not stopping. It's supposed to be part of our lifestyle and reading daily. We're supposed to meditate on these words daily. Okay? No, not Buddha meditate. Okay? We have to be better at that stuff. And if we're not, it's real easy to convince ourselves and to be tricked and deceived of what God really is. Okay? We'll continue next week. See y'all. Thanks for coming.